This is The Space Shot, episode 302, for March 12, 2018. The X-38 Crew Return Vehicle. I'm John Mulnix. On March 12, 1998, NASA's X-38 Crew Return Vehicle Tests article was put through its first drop test. The X-38 was meant to be a lifeboat for the crew of the International Space Station, so testing the lifting body in a series of drop tests was the first step to proving the design was spaceworthy. A modified B-52 deployed the X-38 from 23,000 feet and the parafoil parachute inside the prototype X-38 deployed seconds after releasing from the B-52. The parafoil parachute used on the X-38 had a surface area that was one and a half times as large as the wings on a 747 jumbo jet. The X-38 parafoil still holds the world record for the largest parafoil parachute in the history of flight at 7,500 square feet or 696.8 square meters. This mammoth parafoil slowed the vehicle down to a gentle 8 miles per hour at landing. During this program, the X-38 was tested from increasingly higher altitudes, eventually as high as 50,000 feet. Ultimately, this vehicle was cancelled before it ever flew into space. One of the things I find fascinating with this vehicle design was how much of the design was reused from prior lifting bodies. Quote, the X-38 is being developed with an unprecedented eye towards efficiency, taking advantage of available equipment and already developed technology for as much as 80% of the spacecraft's design. The design uses a lifting body concept originally developed by the Air Force X-24A project in the mid-1970s. Following the jettison of a deorbit engine module, the X-38 would glide from orbit, unpowered like the space shuttle, and then land using the steerable parafoil parachute for its final descent into landing. The culmination of this program would have seen the X-38 taken into space by a space shuttle, where it would then return from orbit, conducting a controlled re-entry and parafoil landing. It would have been interesting to see one of the X-38s come back from space. Something similar was tested during the mid-1960s for Project Gemini. The paraglider landing system that had been proposed for the Gemini capsule never came to fruition, even though it looked like an impressive system. I'm linking to some videos in the show notes that look at the X-38 coming back to land, as well as during the tests in the 1960s for Project Gemini. Let's close today with two news items. The first one is NASA Acting Administrator Robert Lightfoot announced his retirement from NASA effective at the end of April. He's been an acting administrator for over a year at this point, much longer than any other acting administrator in the history of the agency. Representative Jim Bridenstine has yet to have his nomination advanced, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the coming weeks as the White House works to ensure a transition in leadership, whether that means Representative Bridenstine will be confirmed or a new candidate is brought forward remains to be seen. Also, in a bit of follow-up to something I mentioned yesterday, SpaceX is going to be ramping up launches at the end of this month and into April. Starting with a launch from Vandenberg Air Force Base on March 29th for Iridium, SpaceX is looking to launch five missions within a 30-day period. 
Chris Gebhardt with nasaspaceflight.com has more, so check out the link to his article in the show notes. So far this year, SpaceX has launched five missions, so they would be doubling their number of flights inside of a month. Caleb Henry with SpaceNews.com has some news on Blue Origin, signing the fourth customer for their yet-to-be-flown New Glenn rocket. The New Glenn will be reusable like the new Shepard rocket, and it's awesome to see yet another new space company starting to sign customers up for future flights. I'm linking to that article in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. Tomorrow, what does Star Trek Voyager have in common with the Hashemite Kingdom of Jordan? Tune in to find out. I'd be incredibly grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends and family. Tag one of them and let them know about your favorite episode. I'd also really appreciate it if you could venture into the Apple Podcasts app or your podcast app of choice and leave a review for The Space Shot. A steady stream of reviews helps ensure the Space Shot is more visible in the Apple Podcasts app. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search the Space Shot or click the link in the show notes and you'll find me. I'm John Molnix and I'll catch you on the flip side.